Hello, my name is Michael. Hello, my name is Michael Garrick, and this is Popping Culture Movie Reviews. My guest today is the hilarious Ben Stacy. Uh, he's, he's from the Charlotte, North Carolina area. Very funny comedian. If he's in your city, please, please go see him. I promise he'll have you dying laughing. Thank you so much for coming on to the movie review. Thanks for having me on again, man. This is really fun. <laughs> oh, I appreciate it, man. The movie that we're reviewing is Bad Santa. Uh, ben chose the movie. This will be a 100% spoiler review. But before we spoil the movie, Ben, do you believe they should watch it? Uh, I think it's targeted toward a certain audience. If you have a really, really dark sense of humor, I recommend this movie. But as a Christmas movie, this is not family friendly at all. Uh, do not put it on in front of your children. <laughs> no. Even watching this on Comedy Central when they have it like edited out, still not really a family film at all, guys. Just letting you know. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Uh, but yeah, like I said, we both agree you should watch it as adults. Um, everything past this point will be spoilers. Uh, ben, I'll let you kick it off, buddy. All right. Well, Bad Santa starts with this guy, Willie, and his uh, associate. Now, Willie play Willie uh, goes to malls across the country and auditions to be a mall Santa Claus. And <clears throat> he, he usually gets the gig because his partner, um, shit, I hate that I can't remember his name. Um, he and his, his partner is a dwarf, a little person. So he's got like he brings his own elf into the into the mix. That's how he's able to get all the, secure all these Santa Claus jobs. Um, but he's played by Billy Bob Thornton. You wouldn't think he would because he's played by Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton is rail thin <laughs> in this movie. He's just so tiny. Like well, he's tall, but he's like you know he's springy. Um, but it starts with him stating after. What, when they get these mall Santa jobs Christmas Eve, they rob the mall of all its money. That's yeah. because uh, Willie's also a safe cracker. He like he is the guy who like listens to the safe, makes sure he can get the combination just right, and is able to. And they steal a shit ton of money from malls at the biggest consumer time of the year, and then they just go a year without doing anything. Willie says he's out, but Willie's also a straight-up alcoholic, like 24-7 drunk, off-his-ass alcoholic. So he pisses away his money pretty quickly throughout the year. Uh, in fact, like the next thing we see him in, he's bartending in a bar in Miami, and uh, he gets chased out. <laughs> Because he's not the bartender. He's actually just trying to steal drinks from the bar because he has no more money. Um, his partner comes back to him uh, with another job. And they go do the mall Santa thing. Yep. As they're doing the mall Santa thing, Willie is just getting in trouble. Like the entire time. He, he's, um, he shows up drunk. At one point, he, like, pisses his pants. He gets caught in a uh, plus-size women's clothing store fucking one of the one of the customers with the line, you're not going to be shitting right for a week. <laughs> it's just like, 
<laughs> and somehow he's still able to keep the job. <laughs> but um, Willie, because he, he's destitute, he has no money, he goes to crash at this uh, wealthy family's home where the father has been incarcerated recently for a, for a Ponzi scheme. And so it's just like the guy, that guy's mother and his son are living there. And his mother is just out of the loop, doesn't recognize anyone, just like full, like kind of full on dementia. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, there. And the little kid, uh, bless him, believes that Willie is the real Santa Claus. <laughs> and lets them stay in their home. <laughs> so, throughout this whole movie, again, Willie's just making bad decisions, but his partner, who's like stone sober, like has his shit together, is just like, like fucking come on, man. Like, what you need to like get it together, that type of thing. And uh, they're slowly planning the robbery of this mall while Willie gets into degenerate acts. Um, however, they get noticed by the head of security, played by Bernie Mac, who, yeah. one of my favorite comedians, um, yeah, like, he ain't scaredy, <laughs> but, um, but, uh, yeah, Bernie Mac's character catches on to what they're actually doing, and instead of alerting the police, because he comes off as, like, a straight across the book, I'm enforcing the law type of guy. Instead of going to the police, he instead decides, I want a cut of this money. And he asks for half, which leads to uh, one of the funny, funnier scenes in the film where it's just like uh, Willie's partner is negotiating with him. He's like, okay, 25% half, 30% half, 35% half. <laughs> then he gets all the way into the 40s and it just like goes up up one, up one, 46, half, 47, half, 49. <laughs> Willie's just like, just fucking give him half. Like, you're already here. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and um, so they agreed to give the head of security half the money. And um, as, after this deal, uh, Willie... Willie's uh, alcoholic, and he's also suicidal. He, this, the kid that he's staying with is always trying to, like, give him these nice gestures. Like, he makes some cookies. He makes some sandwiches. He, like, tries to make him a present. Uh, he, make, he carves a wooden pickle for him, <laughs> which leads to him cutting up his hand. And it's just it's so fucked up. <laughs> it's just like, what, is, what the hell is this? a wooden pickle i made it for you jesus christ kid <laughs> and when it comes um, to the child actor did you like him i actually did he was able to portray a certain type of innocence about him at this end um but the, the the thing about the kid is he's constantly getting bullied by these like skateboard punks um, and at one point, there's a scene where Billy Bob Thornton, and this is honestly my favorite scene in the whole movie. He's he's uh, suicidal. He decides to sit in a parked car in the garage of this house with like a hose going from the tailpipe into the window so that he can asphyxiate himself. Yeah. And then, and then the little kid comes out there 
and it's just like, are you okay, Santa? He's just like, I just want it to end, kid. <laughs> and like the kid's trying to like be nice to him and like see if he wants anything. You want a sandwich? And it's just like, no, god damn it, I don't want it. And then he looks at the kid's face and he's got a big black eye and he's just like, how'd you get that? And then it just cuts to him beating the shit out of the skateboard punks. Like these, this is a grown man beating up teenagers. And it's one of the funniest scenes I've ever seen in a film because it's just out of left field. Because <laughs> the guy's like trying to kill himself and now he's just beating this, beating up someone because he has taken, he's in a way taken a liking to the kid. <laughs> So yeah, it, it it is a great cut because it's just like, all right, well let's go handle this. Uh, <laughs> and so as an adult, and as an adult who has not wanted to punch a teenager, I'm gonna be honest with you, like, oh oh my god, teenagers are the biggest assholes in the universe, and the worst part is it's not even their fault. <laughs> they just got sprung with hormones and they don't know how to handle it yet. <laughs> I I like. I'll say this. I know I was an asshole teenager. I was I wasn't the type who like drank or did any drugs, but I committed a lot of acts of vandalism. <laughs> Let's just put it like that. I was trying to <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, man. As a parent now, I and I and it's one of those things like I could see it happening, but I hope it doesn't. Like my stepson, I like I hope he doesn't try me late. I really don't. Like I really hope he doesn't like get loud with me because you know, it's not like he's blood related to me. Like, you know, if he tried me, I, I'd be beating the hell out of somebody else's kid at that point. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just I didn't make this problem. Yeah, but I'll definitely have. <laughs> yeah, like, I, this is a, uh, this would be, I won't feel happy about it, but I'd be damn, be like, oh, I ain't did nothing. All these lights, you ain't missed a meal yet, you fat mother. And, uh, <laughs> He won't. He won't be fat. I'm sure he won't. He, he, he might. I don't know. But um, well, yeah. I was. I was more of the one. The latchkey type. Like my, when my parents split, my dad went to trucking school, and then he was a truck driver throughout the week. So I didn't. I only got to see him on weekends. But my mom was working like two to three jobs at a time, trying to have an active dating life, and so I was home alone a lot. So yeah, same here, man. It it was yeah, weird, like. How old were you when you start being left left home alone? Honestly, like ten years old. Same here, man. And it, it was it was very weird to me because my brother, me and my brother, are five years apart. So like when he would go out, because I think he got his license like super early. So when he would leave and I'd be home by myself, it was one of those things like I was okay, but the older I got, the more I looked back and was like. Yo, I should have not been in this house by myself. Like, I, <laughs> there's a lot of flammable stuff in here. Like, I should not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, here's where I give a lot of credit to my mom. She at least had dinner ready for us. She would come home from, like, her office job to, like, get changed and ready for her, like, bartending job. Um, I've done a lot of homework on bar <laughs> on a bar stool <laughs> in my life, um, but um, yeah, she would the first she would send us like text messages of saying that slow cooker better be at two when I get home, <laughs> and if it wasn't, there was hell to pay. 
yeah it, it's weird man like and we're gonna get back to bad santa guys but it's weird just being a parent now bro because like you think now like if you think back on it it's like did your mom have to say like it better be or like these threatening comments and then you become a parent and you'd be like yeah i do i do i gotta say some real mean stuff to this <laughs> kid because i need for starters he's gonna be big one day and i need this fear to be instilled and it's just it's a weird it's a weird concept of like yes i need this person to fear me and then love me later like it's just it's a weird it's a weird thing Um, well and i don't one thing i haven't i don't hate children i hate the shitty parents of children (laughs) the shitty parents of shitty children and one thing i think we gotta like i i can't really speak much because i'm not a parent but one thing we gotta stop doing is trying to negotiate with kids amen i see it all the time i see it with people just like um like what do you what do you want for dinner what i got as a kid was this is what we're having for dinner if you don't finish it that's what you're having for breakfast my stepson <laughs> had this thing where like he he was like get off from um daycare and he'd be like happy meal happy meal and like his mom would like just get it and i was just like who 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 the fuck who no, 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 no. So when I start picking up from daycare, he'd be like, "Happy meal." I just look at him, be like, "He'd be like, okay, what we gonna eat?" And I'm like, "Yeah, all right, this is uh, <laughs> it gonna be no tell me what we gonna eat." Like, yeah, yeah. Like, we got That's, food at the house. This is it's happy meal at home. Shit. <laughs> I, I know it bothers the shit out of my mom because she has some friends that are like kind of new parents themselves, um, and she's just she's just like, "I'll have them over," and they'll ask. Well, what do you want for dinner? And my mom's just like, "Are you really asking them what they want?" <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, she she got she understood, but my fiance would definitely first like, "Why can't we ask?" I'm like, for starters, all my friends pay bills. Okay, this this is a responsibility. This ain't friendship, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I, if one of my friends right now is like, "Hey, Mike, I, hey, Mike, I need help with blah blah blah," I'm like, "Oh." I know they're gonna pay me back. If he says he needs help, I just gotta help him. Like this, this is a responsibility right here. Well, what's that one play slash um, film that Denzel Washington did? Uh, John Q. No, 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 that that one. Oh, Fences. Um, Fences, Fences. Yeah, I love yeah. Fences, man. Yeah, that that scene where he's just like, I ain't gotta like you. <laughs> I do have to take care of you, though. You are my responsibility. <laughs> yeah, bro. If you ever want to see that scene scary because like Denzel Washington did good but he sounded like a strong like father that loved his son if you want to listen to a version of that that's just super scary it's on YouTube and it's um oh shoot who's the guy that played it was the voice of Optimus Prime Optimus Prime the guy that's the voice of Simba I mean um his father Oh, James Earl Jones. Bro, he's in the play. And it's, it's a clip of it on YouTube. Bro, when he says those lines, it just skips shit at you. Like, it, <laughs> it, it, it don't sound loving. It don't sound caring. It's just like, it's just like, like it's just like, you, hey, you, you weren't supposed to be here. But since you're here, <laughs> I got to take care of you. That's what it sounds like when he says it, you know. Damn. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so scary, bro. Even the actor acting with him, like, hey, man, you remember this a play, right? <laughs> you gotta love those little moments when there's, like, a real reaction in a film. Um, like, um, one of my favorite scenes from television, 
uh, the show Scrubs, when uh, Dr. Cox, uh, played, by, played excellently by John C. McGinley, um, loses three patients in a day. And then the scene, the, the last one, when he's like trying to resuscitate him, um, and he just throws a tantrum and just starts knocking shit over. The actress who plays Carla actually stopped playing Carla in that moment. She was just like, holy shit. Like, like that was a real reaction from her. <laughs> like, dude, 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 Shrubs has like some just amazing fucking acting. My One of my favorite episodes is still the episode with Brandon Fraser in it. Do you remember that episode? Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. That was I'm not going to spoil it. Yeah, I'm not gonna spoil it for you guys watching, but if you ever get a chance, look it up. It's in the first season or the second. Yeah. I think it's the first or second season. But Brandon Fraser's in that episode, and anything else I tell you will be a spoiler. But it's just the ending is so well done. Yeah, Shrub is yeah. one of my favorite shows from two thousands now. I gotta, I gotta say, NBC alone is very on point when it comes to like sitcoms. Yes, yes. So, like, that's my favorite channel. If I'm picking, like, sitcoms, I'm watching NBC all day out of, like, the big three. Because, I mean, you got shows like that. You had Scrubs. You had um, The Office, of course. Parks and Rec. Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine started there, which is a really hilarious show. Yeah. But even, like, underrated gems, like, My Name is Earl. <laughs> God, I missed that show. <laughs> Bro, my name, I didn't watch My Name is Earl till it came on Netflix. And I <laughs> promise you, I binge watched it like my whole, like 2000, well, I graduated 2010. I, my, that literally the week after I graduated, I just binge watched it for like two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that show. I miss that show so much. <laughs> but because, um, like, I just hate that they ended it on a cliffhanger. They like canceled it right at a cliffhanger. Because I think they were supposed to uh, end it on the, the season after, in which the ending was going to be that Earl realizes that he doesn't need the list. The list was a good deed enough. And now he's actually like, he rips it up and throws it away and lives life as a better person. Guys, to tell you how good my name is Earl is, they did the trope of sending him to prison and it still was a good show. Yeah. Yeah, they have a season of him just in prison, and you're like, oh, this still works. Yeah. <laughs> um, got, well, uh, I mean, he's running into people in prison that he's wronged in the past, too. Yeah. So it's just like karma has come back to him, finally. And, like, he's yeah. having to deal with more stuff in there. Yeah. One last question before we get back to Bad Santa. Why, <laughs> don't, you, why don't you think people give Psych a lot of credit? You know, I haven't watched much of Psych, but um, I've seen a couple episodes, and I see the, I absolutely see the appeal of it. I might have to actually go and watch it myself because I actually good, love. Man. Oh yeah, I love the concept of the series where a guy is faking to be psychic, and it's just like <clears throat> he's essentially just a con artist. Yeah, <laughs> the whole but, show. But like, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, like it, it, it's a good show. I like it. Like it, it's it's good. I think it's just on the wrong network. <laughs> it was on the wrong network. USA isn't like the go-to for like shows. Oh yeah, that's um Monk had it really when it came to USA Network. Monk really was like taking over. Yeah, yeah, it was like Monk was the big one, and like everything else was just like okay, and we also have this. Yeah, exactly. It was like Monk and like White Collar, where it was just like all right, let's throw all our you know eggs into that basket. It's for like USA. The the network is for. 
I would say conservative old ladies like my grandmother because she loves that network so much. She loves all the shows that are on there. Like it's not it's not too violent. It's uh, it's funny. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> she has two channels. She has that and Fox News, and that's um. It's, she's not a, my grandpa's the Fox News watcher. She's a, she's the soap network. <laughs> okay, nice, nice. Um, so what do you think about the pacing in Bad Santa? I think the pacing is perfect on it because, uh, I mean, it's the movie is just one joke after another with like some scenes of like horror, like. Let's go back to Bernie Mac's character. Okay. Now, he, he had negotiated, well, just kind of strong-armed <laughs> them into giving them half the loot when they're done robbing the mall. So later, Willie's partner and his wife um, are uh, faking that they're broken down at, or, yeah, like they need help with something. And they they pull Bernie Mags aside, just like, hey, can you like just help us with this real quick? He's just like, really, you can't get this by yourself. And he's like, look at me, motherfucker, like, cause he's only like, he's only like two feet tall, <laughs> and it's just like, um, fine. And then when he starts like helping them, what uh, partner's wife starts the car and just kills Bernie Mac in that scene. Like, just hits him with the car and just crushes him to death so that they don't have to pay anything to him. And then, as again, as the movie goes on, Willie, like, has more, has more of a heart towards the end of the movie. And um, he, this, the kid that he's living with wants this one particular stuffed doll, and he tries to get it for him uh, during the robbery. The robbery goes off without a hitch, except Willie's partner turns on him because he just cannot rely on him anymore. He's just too fucked up. Uh, he's drunk all the time, like just causing a mess of every job they do. Um, and the police show up, which leads to a chase after Billy uh, or Willie is shot and he tries to get the stuffed animal to the kid's house and he does but it's like covered in blood now because he gets shot down by the police in the in the movie but it us and then you think willie's dead but the movie ends with willie writing a letter to the kid that he's kind of taken under his wing and uh letting him know that he ratted out his partner because fuck him why not <laughs> um yeah, he tried to kill him. <laughs> um, and that he was, uh, he made a plea bargain that he'll be in a prison hospital, but not for too long. And like his girlfriend at the time will like look out for him. And, you know, he's like, he's a, he's not a good man at the end of the story, but he's a little bit better <laughs> of a person. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's the best way to put it. Like, you're not going to say he's the hero, but, you know, he, he <laughs> yeah. did learn a little bit. Well, and that's another reason why I love this movie is because it's it's a great Christmas story because it's a tale of redemption at the end. Like, he, he 
Not a good person, still, but he's better at the end of it. Yeah. Um, still alcoholic. Uh... Yeah. But I love that last scene where, like, um, the kid's riding his bike, and then the skate punk that got beat up earlier in the movie is just like, huh, that's a nice bike. <laughs> and the kid's just, like, quiet. He's just like, yeah, you don't have anyone to protect you now. And then he just kicks him in the balls and just leaves. <laughs> like, the kid's able to stand up for himself a bit. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah. And it's, do you believe that this movie has a message behind it? Um, alcohol is evil. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's 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 a demon for sure. Um, yes. how not to behave in front of children? <laughs> yeah. Again, one of my favorite parts in that movie is when uh, Willie's having lunch in the mall food court, and a lady comes up with her son, and is just like. <laughs> excuse me, Santa Claus? <laughs> and like the kid's trying to ask for a toy and he just goes, I'm on my fucking lunch break. <laughs> and it's just like, oh my God. <laughs> this is how you act? <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when you hire a drunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is... <sighs> Man. Recognize a problem before it happens. <laughs> that's another good lesson to take away from this story. <laughs> This movie is so quotable, man. Like, there's so many good quotes from this movie. Yeah, I know, uh, right? Yes. Uh, one through ten, what would you give it? I'll give it... i give it an eight. Yeah, leave room for improvement. But also, it's, it's, again, a movie that's not for everyone. It is not at all for everyone. So, yeah. I give I would... it an eight just, just because of uh, the, the plot itself. The cast is amazing, um, and like the overall, like if you have a dark sense of humor, this is right up your alley. So, but otherwise, again, it's not for everyone. Yeah, like if you're if your type of humor is like, uh, like Jim Gaffigan or Gabriel Iglesias or uh, Brian Regan, this is not going to be your movie. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Um, do you believe that this movie could be made today? Hell no. <laughs> they made an attempt at a sequel and it bombed so fucking hard. <laughs> As it should have. Yeah, it's like, uh, you don't make a sequel to that, first off. Second, half the humor in it, it's like, not considered politically correct, which in the day and age that we're living now, you've got to kind of be. You can't just have like a dwarf get called a midget every 15 mi minutes. And uh, um, yeah, and uh, like the Willie's girlfriend in it is like is Jewish and they like make a couple jokes about that in it. Uh, so yeah, no, you cannot make this movie today. <laughs> um, do you believe that this movie has become a part of pop culture? In the kind of seedy underground sense, because you'll see it played on TV, but it's like, what? I I don't understand why television has censors anymore. <laughs> like uh, with with the rise of a uh, with like streaming services, like it's like you want <laughs> you want to compete, just get rid of the. I'm on my fracking lunch break right now, like. Yeah. 
the replacement word or like that blurt where it's just like we know what he said <laughs> you know the craziest thing about cable is you it's not really like of course internet's the number one reason why cable is still a thing but it's really just prisons yeah like prisons are the real reason why cable is still like a thing because you gotta give them something to watch and it's like you don't want to give them something they can like make into a lighter so yeah (laughs) yeah that's very true so it's like yeah just just put cable on but hey guys you can switch the channels at every two hours and that that's it like cable pretty much prisons are the only reason why cable is still like a thing so i thought that was wild to find out yeah Um, well even even people like my dad are like my mom and dad have gotten rid of cable almost entirely because it's just like what why (laughs) we could just stream it I haven't had cable since 2012. I haven't had it ever. <laughs> I've never needed it. <laughs> I just, I just don't like. I, I, when I got Hulu and I realized, oh fuck, I gotta look at commercials. I was just like, oh man, like it's just not a thought process anymore to have commercials, you know. Well, I think that's why I like Netflix because there's no commercials on it. <laughs> no, not at all, and they're still under twenty dollars. I don't know how they're pulling it off, but. Uh, I I think they accrued quite a bit of debt because of just how much content they put out. Yeah, but it's kind of like having a house. It's just sometimes it's good debt, you know? Yeah. True. Uh, so, um, again, man, uh, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, tell them where they can follow you, and please talk to your fans, man. Well, next Saturday, uh, June 12th, I will be competing in Rock Hill, South Carolina at 742 North and Anderson <clears throat> in the Roast War Championship. I don't know if this is going to be relevant because it's like <laughs> around Christmas time. <laughs> but <laughs> this is going to be released around Christmas time. But I will be competing against Nick Robinson in a steel cage, just roasting the hell out of each other. And I honestly, I think this is going to be a good matchup because Nick can be mean as hell, and so can I. Um, but um, also, June 29th, I will be at the Comedy Zone for their uh, <clears throat> weekly open mic. So come check that out, folks. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Real Ben Stacy. That's a S-T-A-C-Y. Uh, a lot of people put an E in there, and that is not necessary. It is the Real Ben Stacy on Twitter and Instagram. You can also follow me on Facebook at Ben Stacy. Uh, there's three profiles because I'm logged out of like two of them. I can't remember the fucking passwords for them. Um, but um, it's the one where I'm holding a microphone. I'm in a red flannel and I've got spiked up hair. So follow me at Ben Stacy on Facebook. Hey man, thank you again for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me again, man. It was really oh, fun. Thanks, man. I had fun too. All right, guys, thank you all for watching. Have an amazing day.